Lord. It's good to be in the house of the Lord this afternoon. <laughs> I got it right this time. Could we stand? Let's worship the Lord as we begin today. Magnify the Lord. He is great and greatly to be praised. We're going to do some Christmas time music this morning. Join with us as we sing. Oh, 
Hallelujah. Thank the Lord for his goodness to us. Amen. For his mercy that he himself, not sending a substitute, but the Lord God, the creator of heaven and earth, took on human form to pay the price that we could not hope to pay. Upon a death I did not die. Upon a life I did not live, I base my whole eternity. Amen. Praise God. Praise the Lord. Thank God. Thank God. That, that sums it up. Thank God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise God. Praise the Lord. And his love for us was not confined to 2,000 years ago when he took on flesh, walked among us, lived the life that we live, faced the temptations that we face. But he is yet alive today and interested and concerned about our situations. So we want to go to, to the Lord in prayer, and this morning, obviously, we are doing things a little differently than usual, uh, but if you have a request, if you have a need, you just lift your hand and, and then look across the building and, and find someone to uh, share their request, their need, and let's take them before the Lord, and uh, we, we know that he hears, and that every prayer is answered. Every prayer is answered. Not always like we want it to be. Not always like we would like it to be. Not always like we hope it is. But every prayer is answered, and we just need to keep praying. Amen. Let's go before the Lord in prayer. Dear Jesus, Lord, as we're gathered here this morning or this afternoon, oh, Savior. Oh, God, and all of these requests have been made known before you, oh, Savior. Lord, we've not mentioned them, but you already know exactly what the need is beyond even our understanding of our needs. Oh, God, and we come before you asking that you would look with favor and and touch in these many situations, oh God, for health and for strength, for guidance, my Lord, for provision. You, you know all of the situations, Lord, for healed relationships and, and every other thing that has been requested here this morning, oh God. And we pray one for another, oh Lord, that you would not only look with favor upon our requests, oh God, but that you would uh, accept our petition for our brothers and sisters who are here in need. Oh, Lord, we are indeed a needy people, and we pray that you uh, would supply our needs. Oh, God, heal our sicknesses. Uh, deliver us from the things that bind us. Oh, God, and give us strength to walk with you. Oh, Savior, we praise you and we thank you. We want to give you honor for all that you have done and that you are doing and that you will do in our lives. You've blessed us so greatly. There's no way we can understand how much you've done for us, oh, God. Oh, Lord, we worship you and we magnify you this day. Praise God. Praise God. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. 
Hallelujah, hallelujah. You may be seated, and let me welcome our guest this morning. We are glad to have you with us, and we want you to just make yourselves at home. You have caught us uh, this morning on in a, a very unusual service. We do this one time a year, our annual giving service, where we just take some time and, and uh as a family, a church family, and then as families and groups, uh, give an offering to the work of the Lord, and not a dime of this uh, stays in in our in this church. It all goes to uh, the worldwide mission outside of what we're doing here in Newark. But we're glad you've joined us today. I want you to just join right in with with the time of of uh, Thanksgiving meditation, and uh, you, uh, we have a, a little card that's a QR code. It looks like somebody spilled paint or something, but uh, uh, I'm of a generation that is not a digital native, so I'm always amazed when you just put your phone up over this and something happens. <laughs> And I can't explain it, but uh, something will happen and you can give us whatever connection, uh, information, uh, name, uh, email, if you'd like to stay connected with us. Amen. And I would tell you, as I have before, uh, that we would have a reception, but we're not having a reception after service today. We're having a, a potluck and we invite you to join us uh, over in the fellowship hall just across the the parking lot here. But welcome. Thank you for being with us and just make yourselves at home uh, on this, in this service or in any other service that you might uh, be with us. We just want you to be at home. And uh, somebody once said, we'll treat you so many ways you're likely to like some of them. <laughs> Praise God. Well, I know we've got a, a, a fair-sized crowd here this morning, but somehow for me, this kind of feels like home missions. Uh, back when uh, starting out, I used to lead the songs, make the, in, uh, make the announcements, uh, take up the offering, and then preach. Uh, <clears throat> Uh, I've actually done that with nobody else in the building but me. But I did have the windows open so that folks outside or sitting on their porch could, could hear the preaching. Sometimes you small, start small, but you don't despise the day of small things because it can grow into something much, much bigger. And so now it's, it's uh, time for me to, to give a little message here. This is not going to be long, especially by my standards, uh, but uh, I, I want to invite your attention to Genesis chapter 22, and we'll begin with verse 2. And I have a, a, a disclaimer to make here that this is, at least the thought, is not original with me. Many years ago, I was at a general conference, 
Brother Merle Ewing was preaching one of the services, and Brother Ewing was, well, he was my favorite singer. And uh, he was, was preaching, Louisiana boy, and he made a statement that has stayed with me. I don't, I don't know how long Brother Ewing has been dead now, but, but uh, he's kind of like Abel, he being dead yet speaketh. And a comment that he made is the basis of what I'm going to be talking about this morning. In Genesis chapter 22 and verse number 2, very familiar passage of Scripture to many of you. Take your son, your only son, yes, Isaac, whom you love so much, and go to the land of Moriah. Go and sacrifice him as a burnt offering on one of the mountains, which I will show you. The next morning, Abraham got up early. He saddled his donkey and took two of his servants with him, along with his son Isaac. Then he chopped wood for a fire for a burnt offering and set out for the place God had told him about. On the third day of their journey, Abraham looked up and saw the place in the distance. Stay here with the donkey, Abraham told the servants. The boy and I will travel a little farther. Notice these next few words. We will worship there, and then we will come right back. So Abraham placed the wood for the burnt offering on Isaac's shoulders while he himself carried the fire and the knife. As the two of them walked together, Isaac turned to Abraham and said, Father? Yes, my son, Abraham replied. We have the fire and the wood, the boy said. But where is the sheep for the burnt offering? God will provide a sheep for the burnt offering, my son, Abraham answered. And they both walked on together. Now you know the story. Abraham bound his son, put him on the altar, and with the knife raised, intervention came from an angel who drew his attention to a ram that was caught in a bush. And that, was, that was what was provided for the sacrifice that day. They called the name of the place Jehovah Jireh, the Lord will provide. And then we go to one of the most familiar scriptures in all of Christendom, John 3.16 from the New Living Translation. For God so loved or loved the world so much that he gave his one and only son so that everyone who believes in him will not perish, but have eternal life. God gave, can I have the title slide? A continuing offering. That offering is still viable. It's still powerful. It is still working today. 
He gave not only his only son, he gave himself. He gave himself as a continuing offering. Now, I could, I could go literally for hours and hours that would stretch into days and, and weeks and no telling how long I could go. Uh, you'd have to give me breaks in between, but, you know, talking about the offering, there's the Old Testament tabernacle. There are all the sacrifices before the Exodus. There are the sacrifices afterwards when they were, what they had to do and how they did in the di diaspora and while they were in Babylonian captivity. It, talking about an offering, it, there's just unlimited material. But I go back to what Brother Ewing talked about in relation to this sacrifice on Mount Moriah. Abraham was a man who gave. Abraham was a man who was asked to give. He gave up his homeland in Ur of the Chaldees. He gave up direction for his life. He made sacrifices, built altars, seems like everywhere he went. If you saw Abraham coming to a new place, you just knew that the next step was to build an altar and give a sacrifice. And then there came the day, the night, that the Lord spoke to Abraham and said, I want you to take your son, the only son that I recognize in relation to the covenant I've made with you. I want you to take Isaac, take him a three days journey, and that's quite a sacrifice in itself to have this weighing on you for three days as you travel. I know what I'm going to do. I know what I am going there to do. And so the mental burden of it was part of the sacrifice, part of the offering. And they come to the place, and only Abraham knows what's about to happen. But Abraham is a man of faith, and he's willing to believe the God who has called him. And so he tells the young men, you wait here. The lad and I will go yonder. We're going to worship. Abraham considered an offering. Abraham considered sacrifice, worship. When you on other Sundays and or march up here and, and drop an offering in the in the bag that the ushers hold, or when you sit at your computer and you punch the little purple button that says give and do all of the things that are involved with, with giving online. That's an act of worship. 
It's not, I, I know people a lot of times, all churches, you're, you're always asking about money, always wanting money, always asking for money. Well, so is the electric company. So does Walmart. They didn't open the doors with the intention of giving everything away. And if you're in business, you want money too. Or if you're an employee, you want money. So, so needing money, that artificial social construct that we've agreed to use is, is not a, condic, a condemnatory thing. We've taken it, God's taken it, to make it a way that we can worship Him. It's an instrument, not just of living in this world, but it's an instrument of worshiping our God. I'll not go into all the things that it can represent, but can you imagine as Abraham is making that final leg of the journey up the mountain and Isaac asked him, where's the lamb? And Abraham, by great faith, says the Lord will provide a lamb. Now, he's not thinking of a ram. He's, he's thinking of God can raise you back to life, my son. He'll provide you again to me. We know it was prophetic that it spoke of what's talked in John 3.16. There's the Lamb of God that takes away the sin of the world. But as Abraham is, is making that final leg of this journey, what must have been going through his mind? Lord, I've left my home. I have left behind my relatives, my family, made a separation there. I've wandered in a place where I'm a stranger in a strange land. I've given up all kinds of things for you. My, my life has been turned upside down over and over again. Lord, now you're asking for my son. How many times am I going to have to give? How much more is going to be required of me? I think that would be an entirely appropriate line of thought, at least from a human perspective, for Abraham to have gone down that path. How much more, how many more times will it ever end? And that's where the, the thought of Brother Ewing comes in. As I suppose in a, in a moment of, of illumination that Brother Ewing saw something that would help us all. Abraham, you can quit giving when I quit giving to you.
when the Lord is no longer taking care of us, when we no longer have anything, when time has run out and strength is all gone, when there is no more breath in these bodies, at that point, we can quit. But as long as he's blessing me, as long as he has given me life, I have an opportunity to worship him. Not just with my voice, but with my substance. Not just from my heart, but from my pocketbook, from my clock and my calendar. How long must I keep doing this as long as I am? I not only have to, more important than that, I get to. I am privileged. I have nothing to give him except what he has first given to me. I'm but a steward to return to him what he has already given to me first. Jesus said it, freely you have received, freely give. We have no limits, high or low. Out on 95 the other evening, I was... I made the comment, I think some of these people think that that 65 miles an hour is a lower limit. We don't have lower limits. We don't have upper limits. We've got, you talk to the Lord. Let him tell you. Let him guide you. So we're going to have our our giving service this morning. We plan music in the background. We have the three different places here and, and along with the giving, we also plan for communion. So what we're going to ask you to do is to come up and uh, you can individually, as families, as as uh, groups, you can make that determination for yourself. And we have a place that you can leave your offering. I know that some have already uh, given online. That's that's fine. But uh, we've got these little little mangers as a as a reminder of the gift that he gave of himself. And if while you are here and, and you can take time to, to pray, to think about the goodness of the Lord. If you would, just as, as your small group, we're big, on, we're big on small groups. And as your, your small group, whatever it's constituted as, uh, can just take communion, then go back and the next bunch come up and let me take a look here let's let's try to
get this. If if this first ses section over here will come to to this station and the second area here will use this one and then these two uh, use the third session uh, section and and when one of these has gone all the way to the back if there's still uh, people who have not come and, and no one is, is coming up, if somebody could just, uh, of another group, just come over and, and let's keep all, all of them used. And, uh, and then we'll go with that. This is a holy time. Let's let's treat it so, and and uh, let's come and and let me uh, begin here. Uh, the front row here, the Lancianos. If you could come here, and the Coopers start us out there, and here. If y'all will start this one. Praise God. Let's pray as we as we start. Dear Jesus, you've given us so very much. And we're giving not to enrich what we are doing here, oh Lord, but this offering today is to go to what you are doing in other places, in other ways to reach out to a humanity that's lost and dying. Oh God, help our hearts be right with right motives and right purposes in our giving. Oh Lord, also let our hearts be attuned to what you are doing. We want to be like you. We want to be concerned for those that are less privileged at this point in their knowledge and understanding of who you are and what great benefits you have made available to all of us. Lord, let your blessings rest upon your people as we give. Speak to our hearts, guide us, in ways that we have not yet traveled, but that you want us to go down. Help us, Savior, to walk in your ways and be what you'd have us to be. Bless these offerings. Lord, no matter how much we raise today, it's not enough for what the work is before us. But we ask that you would multiply it as you did the loaves and fishes that it could do work far beyond what would be acceptable in uh, uh, thought of the actuarial tables or of an accountant somewhere. Bless it, Lord. Multiply it. And multiply your grace in our lives. We ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. When we give, 
to that which we will never in this life see the results of. And that's what this is. This is going outside of our local ministry and local outreach here. It can help to break what's normally, naturally within us of holding on to everything we can get. And we're not working in the natural. We're here. We're doing what we're doing because we're trying to reach beyond the natural, that natural selfishness, that natural greed. And this helps break that as we get into a realm of supernatural. People look, at, they, they want to see miracles of healings, raising the dead, great provision. I'm telling you that some of the greatest miracles we'll ever see, we don't recognize. When we look at the change that the Spirit of God makes in the hearts of men and women, you among them. You're not what you would have been had God not intervened in your life. That's a miracle. And we've enabled miracles this morning or this afternoon. It's what it's all about, reaching out for the kingdom. We're about to do another part of, of what the church is, and that's fellowship. Uh, have you ever done a study in the Bible? I've, I've threatened to do it, but I really don't have a forum where I, where I could share it. Of how many times that events of the Bible are around eating. Just time after time after time. So we're going to go eat. I have been requested to announce or ask you. That's, let me say it that way. To ask you. When you go over there, unless you are working, unless you are part of the team that is putting this all together and getting it ready, and many of them are already over there, please just go and be seated. They're trying to get, they're trying desperately to get everything ready for us uh, so that it, it will work smoothly. So if you will just go be seated, visit with each other, fellowship. That's talking is part of the fellowship, not just eating. <laughs> so if you'll go and just uh, be seated, fellowship, visit for a while until they get everything ready and then we can. We can go through, uh, we can form up lines and, and uh, do whatever's necessary to, to get to. Brother E.G. Bass, who pastored in Tulsa, used to talk about uh, his insufficiently had been sufficiently sophosified. That's what we're about to do. Have that insufficiency sufficiently sophosified. I don't know what sophosified is, but it sounds good.
So if we could, let's uh, stand. We're going to pray for the uh, meal here before we go over. So that will all be taken care of and we don't have to uh, try to get everyone's attention there. Dear Jesus, thank you, Lord, for the opportunity to have a part, this part, in another section of the harvest field that is this world. We pray that you'd take all of this that's been given today in the spirit in which it's been given and bless it and multiply it as it reaches out in, into other aspects and other parts of the world. Thank you, Lord, for the opportunity to be able, the ability to give to further your work. And Lord, we want to take a moment to, to thank you for the blessing of, of nourishment of food that you have provided for us. God, I pray that you would bless it to our bodies, that the nourishment would strengthen us to do your will and to work for you in this world. Bless our missionaries as they carry the gospel wherever it may be. And Lord, make us missionaries to our own mission fields that's all around us. Bless it all, we pray in Jesus' precious name. Amen. Go have a seat. <laughs> 